All right, welcome everybody to episode 7 of Planet Hero. As you guys can see, things are a little bit different here. We finally were able to get uh, Jay Scotty on, not of any fault of his, uh, totally on us <coughs> because yeah. uh, of scheduling and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. um, we are finally able to have him on, so we are uh, delighted to have him joining us today. First official guest on uh, a Planet Hero episode. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and, uh, jump right into the episode today. We are reviewing WandaVision episode six, uh, it's called the all new Halloween spooktacular, uh, very, very good episode <laughs> for me. Um, right, why don't we go around and just give our, uh, initial thoughts on the episode. And then I have, uh, two, um, some fan submitted thoughts too, um, that we'll go after that and then we'll kind of do a full breakdown. So, uh, Jay Scotty, do you want to go first as the guest here? Yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll just start by saying, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's a real honor and a privilege to be the, the first guest here. Um, as far as WandaVision goes, I've really been enjoying the series, and I really like the momentum we've been experiencing, and this episode especially continued that. Um, without getting too into spoilers and whatnot, you know, obviously we had a big character reveal in the last episode, and I felt like that, that really set the tone going forward for this episode. There were some real horror vibes, and I really enjoyed um, that part of the show when they kind of lean into the more creepy and disturbing aspects of the MCU. So I'm coming real high off this episode, and I'll, I'll be interested to hear what you guys thought too. Awesome. TJ, you want to hit it next? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was a really good follow-up episode. It honestly didn't kind of, uh, especially like with what you mentioned, like the character that showed up in at the end of the last episode. Mm -hmm. He didn't really, uh, he wasn't exactly the way I thought he was going to be, honestly, and he didn't, uh, he was just kind of all over the episode, which I didn't really expect. I kind of thought maybe he'd show up for like another five minutes and then like take off or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that we're, they're starting to, I'd say like this is like the beginning of the final, you know, like the, the finale, um, especially with how it ends. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm and it's still got you think, looking forward to things for next week, especially with. Uh, uh, the aerospace engineer that we don't know who it is, but I think all of us have a pretty decent guess. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. I'm excited for next week. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I <coughs> echo a lot of what the two of them just said. Um, I just think this show consistently similar to Mandalorian, um, it more, more season two of the Mandalorian than season one, but every single episode as it goes, just keeps getting better and better and better. And yeah. just keeps, uh, it just keeps building upon itself and upon everything that came before it in the MCU in a huge way. Um, the commercial was probably the creepiest commercial that we've gotten uh, so far. Oh, yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that was very, very, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a claymation short, but I would say it was very graphic um, for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the overall episode, I have similar thoughts on... Uh, as you TJ with the, uh, with the guest that, you know, after the initial thoughts, we'll get into spoilers and everything, but with the, the guest who even refers to himself as like the guest star, he says that in the yeah. episode. Um, I just think that that was uh great use of him. And, uh, another thing with this episode that I love too, was all the stuff with Tommy and Billy, uh, like kind of yeah. what happens with them. And, um, they're kind of, you know, not to get too spoilery, but I, I mean, we're assuming you've seen it if you've watched, if you're watching this, but um, with their abilities is kind of a first for the MCU, like being naturally born with abilities. Mm -hmm. It's very, very cool um, to see and to see them kind of manifest like that. Uh, right around the same age that uh, mutants manifest their abilities. Very interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I think very, very good episode. Um, crazy. Uh, last like two minutes just like every single episode of this show mm -hmm. a massive cliffhanger of what's happening what's going to happen with darcy uh like how is all that going to go um and then of course like you said the aerospace engineer for next week which we're assuming it's going to be next week um so i think it's there, there's a lot to look forward to uh in this basically um and i and i agree too that i think we're we're finally really ramping up to the end here i think next week is probably going to be the last week of the sitcom thing. Cause we've seen in the trailer, she does the like, you know, the look to camera stuff with like modern family or like, uh, you know, the office or something like that. So we know we're getting mm -hmm. one more, at least sitcom thing. And then probably it'll be just all bets are off for a two part finale. Um, but let me go ahead and read. We have, uh, two fan submitted thoughts from, uh, both Shannon and Michelle here. 
so Shannon says, Immaculate writing. Uh, it's just unbelievably good. I did not see her uh, expanding the hex, uh, but it was very effective when it happened. She's meaning like she didn't see it coming, I think. Um, and then she said she loved the choice. Uh, yeah, she said she loved the choice to bring uh, the kids in for Halloween to prove the vision that it was a legit town. So basically, like, yeah. you know, it, right after he said that, you know, all of a sudden it's Halloween. Um, and then uh, we'll be in full spoilers now because she she does mention she says she believes that Quicksilver is a plant, um, possibly from mm -hmm. a word to kind of see how she's doing it or what she really can do. Um, and then she also said, I'm sure Hayward has uh, something up his sleeve and wants to weaponize it. Um, and she said that in her, her opinion, if that's just where Hayward eventually is going, she says that's a little cliche on her part. Um, but she says she doesn't know if that's really, you know, where they might go with it. Um, uh -huh. And then from Michelle, we have. Uh, I thought the episode was very interesting that the idea that Agnes was running things um, seems to have kind of been turned on its head and things are right. pointed back at Wanda. Um, so as we talked about on this show last week, when Norm, when he kind of wakes up Norm, we thought maybe because Norm never says a name, we thought maybe he was referring to Agnes or something like that. Um, but she was, uh, but now seemingly when he wakes up Agnes, she was referring to Wanda, but she could have just been lying. Uh, that's a whole nother thing too. Um, and then she says for the end, I feel like at the end, Wanda and Vision will fight together to either keep things as they are or to keep him alive, um, in some way. Uh, and then she, th she says she thinks the big cameo at the end will be Dr. Strange needing to come in. Um, to basically help set everything back right yeah. uh, and maybe work a way to legitly, you know, bring Vision back uh, yeah. for Wanda. Now, do we think that, again, this is going back to that interview that Elizabeth Olsen did, do we yeah. think that the aerospace engineer could be the Luke Skywalker-esque uh, cameo, do you think, or no? Do you I, think it'll be like, I know we've discussed like, oh, it'll pro like, we think, me and Sean, I don't know, you, Jay Scotty, we think a Doc Strange will definitely show up in this show at the end, most likely. Uh, he's the one I'm hedging my bets around as well. Yeah. I, I think that's the, yeah, the most likely candidate. Um, but I, as I can't, yeah. but Oh yeah. No, 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 no problem. I, I just think, I think it's two separate things. So I think that this, the aerospace engineer is not the big cameo. Um, mm -hmm. right. I think that the aerospace engineer is going to be, um, the, the, uh, what am I going to say? An, an MCU introduction to a character. Um, yeah, but okay. I, but I do think the big cameo will be Doctor Strange. I think that it has potential to be somebody you know even bigger than that. You know we've talked about maybe you know Michael Fassbender as Magneto. That's a popular theory that's going around because um, of all the stuff with their parents and everything. Um, but I think like you kind of said, I'm kind of hedging my bets on Doctor Strange. I think that's the more likely uh, candidate for who the um, cameo might be. But yeah, in term, if we, let's just uh, jump right off with who we think the the aerospace engineer is. I think um, it would be a super bold move to what the internet seems to think and what Twitter seems to think, which is just they're gonna introduce Reed Richards, you know, just yeah. right now. Um, I yeah, think that it's really trending. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that would be a super bold strategy to introduce the character because mm -hmm. also. I mean, the collaboration obvious is is very apparent in that, but it's like also I don't want them to step on you know John Watts' toes with like the Fantastic Four movie that he's doing. Um, but then again, maybe John Watts is you know working with WandaVision because there's potential that Wanda might show up in Spider-Man Three already, which mm -hmm. is obviously directed by John Watts. So it's Marvel knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? They got all the Seven Peter stuff done with nobody knowing about it. Um, you know, besides rumors and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I've actually seen, I have been team, uh, Krasinski all the way, uh, with Reed Richards, <laughs> um, but, uh, I've actually liked the, uh, casting that I've seen on Twitter the past couple days of Andrew Lincoln, uh, like Rick from The Walking Dead. I think, oh, okay. I think he would be, uh, he's another one that pretty much just looks exactly like a, the comic book, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Reed Richards, same as Krasinski. Um, so I think that either one of them would be great. Uh, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna surprise us all and drop Reed Richards in there, I think if it was Krasinski, it would be that would be so hard um, 
to to keep under wraps like with no casting rumors like you look yeah. at what happened with mando basically everybody that was rumored to be in mando season two ended up being in mando season two you know what i mean so it's like i put a yeah lot but of like wasn't the evan peters thing like didn't they cover that up because i feel like that i only saw that because it was on imdb well, the Evan Peters thing, there was reports like months earlier that Evan Peters was going to be in WandaVision. Just now, uh, okay. they just didn't know what. Yeah. But now that I'm now that I'm talking like that, I'm like, oh, it's hard for them to keep John Krasinski under wraps. Nobody knew about Mark Hamill. Nobody knew about Luke. Right. Yeah, so that's that, true. I mean, it could be, you know, and people said, um, I think even maybe Roka um, theorized like that they were like, Maybe maybe we heard about, you know, Tamora Morrison and, you know, um, oh, my God, his name is escaping me. Timothy Oliphant and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, Katie Sackhoff. Maybe they let those out. To throw of, you off the trail. To throw you off the scent of Luke. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they were like, maybe they were like, you know, we'll throw out the Evan Peters thing, you know, that he's right. in it so that you don't know that like Krasinski or somebody is going to somebody really big is going to be in this. Um, so who do you, uh, Jay Scotty, we'll go to you next. Who do you think the aerospace engineer would be? Yeah, there's a, a few things to unpack there. My um, my theory is a little different. So um, the MCU has a, a long-standing tradition of you know introducing um, characters that have already already been announced um, through their other properties. And one of the properties is that, that's out there that's kind of hanging that we don't really know that much about that it's supposed to come out in 2021 is the Eter- e- excuse me, Eternals, because we know they dropped the the. It's Eternals. Mm. So my theory is uh, there's a, an Eternal named Fastos uh, who is uh, being portrayed by Brian Tyree Henry. Okay. And he, the character Fastos, basically his whole shtick is he is a master engineer. He's a master mechanic. He's an inventor. And like the whole thing with the Eternals is throughout history, they've, they're immortal beings. So he was often confused for Hesphastos, who was the Greek god of, you know, the forge and inventing. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a really interesting way to, to plant that seed. Um, we know that uh, Brian Tyree's portrayal, he's going to be one of the first like outright gay characters in the MCU as well. So uh, WandaVision is doing such a good do- job of like introducing these smaller characters like mm-hmm. Jimmy Woo, RC, who were kind of like... Um, a little bit undermined in the past, so I, I think it'd be perfectly uh, within keeping to to bring Fastos in at this point in time, and I I, I think the people that are paying t- attention to the MCU would really appreciate that. That's very interesting. I haven't seen that. Wow. I think that's a very good. Yeah, that um, that's a good one. Well, like, like you said, it's kind of like Eternals is kind of like that franchise that's just kind of hanging out there. Yeah, it doesn't have much tie um, yet. So I think that would be a really good call to bring somebody from that world in to kind of start, you know, tying it in. Um, that's a great that. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, he is he's already a character that we know is coming and we know is already in the role like that kind of stuff. It would probably be easier to keep somebody like that under wraps um, than, you know, a, a brand new huge casting. Um, so, yeah, that's a very good, uh, very good theory. Um, TJ, what are you? Uh, who are you leaning towards? Uh, I was, I was leaning towards Reed Richards, but I, I might have to go with Jay Scotty's here now, because <laughs> I mean Eternals is, I mean you have Black Widow and then Eternals is supposed to, end, right? Is that like not right after, but it's a few months later? Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards that one. Currently. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I think. Like you said, Sean, like it's one of those uh, properties that I feel like we're just like kind of glossing over because mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, Black Widow's next," and I because and then Black or and then everybody's like, "Oh, what's next after that?" It's like Eternals, and everybody's like, "What is that?" Because I feel like they've only had like the that like reveal at was it like Comic Con or something where they brought all of them on stage and they talked yeah. about it a little bit, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think that'd be kind of a cool way to like ease, you know, the Marvel fans, MCU fans into those characters. If you bring one of them from Eternals into the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I might have to go with that one. <laughs> but yeah, I've not seen that anywhere. That's yeah. the first I've ever heard of that. I think there's just so many. There's just so You're many <laughs> options. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's just it's very interesting that just, you know, with the term aerospace engineer, how many options there are you know, from existing characters in the MCU and also the comics and stuff like that. Um, It really could be anyone. I mean, there's there's popular theories, but I mean, it it could just be some random guy 
that's like a Jimmy Woo or, you know, something like that that's like a Marvel, like an MCU-specific just like new character that we kind of have as part of that like little team. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be very, very interesting. Uh, Jay Scotty, who are you leaning towards for just kind of in the speculation? Who are you leaning towards as, uh, the big cameo? Do you think it'll be this one or do you think it'll be somebody else in the finale? No. So I agree with you guys. I do think that the big cameo is separate from the aerospace engineer. I, okay. I, I, again, I'm leaning towards Dr. Strange, um, mm -hmm. for that big cameo at the end. We know that, uh, WandaVision has been long foretold to feed directly into multiverse of madness. Mm -hmm. Um, what role, and I'm, I'm kind of diverging a little bit here, so I, I apologize, but it's something no, I wanted no to discuss what role yeah. Wanda is going to play in multiverse of madness. I'm still kind of on the fence about because it's, it's long been speculated that she's going to go into that series, uh, that movie, as the antagonist, but uh, with the character of Monica Rambeau, a major through line with her and her relationship to, to Wanda has been um, understanding her grief. So I don't think you can rule out the possibility that before it's all said and done, when we get this final showdown, if it's Wanda versus Vision or Wanda versus Doctor Strange, who have you, I think Monica is going to be there and be on the side of uh, of Wanda, maybe with superpowers. So yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, Sean. Uh, oh yeah. Sean, you speculated that you think that uh, Doctor Strange 2 will be like almost like a babysitting adventure with Wanda and Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I think Jay Scotty's thing is just as like, no, yeah, I think it could go one of two ways. It could be she goes full tilt, you know, Scarlet Witch <laughs> evil at the end mm -hmm. of this. And then, you know, she goes in as the antagonist and then maybe in that movie is where they, you know, maybe discover that somebody else is working behind the scenes or something like that. Or maybe they discover that in this show, and then it is kind of like a a, a reluctant team-up situation mm -hmm. where Doctor Strange is like, you know, like, if you have, if we, you know, we both have this great magic power, like, you can't just go around doing whatever you want, like, and here's why. You know what I mean? This is the kind of stuff that can happen. Um, and then it's kind of them going around and setting things right that either she messed up or maybe even that Loki messed up because we know Loki comes out before that. Um, so, yeah, I think it could go really one of two ways um, with what her actual, like Jay Scotty said, what her actual role is in Multiverse of Madness, because um, it could definitely go a couple different ways. Um, it, it'll also be very interesting to see if, you know, we know that she is going to be in Multiverse of Madness, but we have not heard anything about you know paul bettany's future in the mcu mm -hmm. um you know one would probably assume because it's such a popular character you know in some way or another he will come back eventually um but you know but also marvel has you know they've killed off and they've just done away with very popular characters in the past um you know yeah. i mean you look at <laughs> i mean granted they brought him back and gave him eight years of television but like phil colson like they they he mm -hmm. in phase one he was one of the most fan favorite characters of all of them. And then they killed him. And in the Avengers yeah. movie, nobody knew that he was, you know, that agents of shield was going to happen. They, they just, he was just gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then obviously, you know, Hey, have people like Tony and, and Natasha and stuff like that. Too. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it could go either way um, in terms of what comes after WandaVision. Right. Um, let, let me just uh we'll continue the speculation with one more question then we'll go into our thought like our deeper thoughts on the episode do you guys think that this is something that i would say eventually because it's probably going to take a while to get there do you guys mm -hmm. think that we could see a wandavision season two or do you think this is just a completely contained uh kind of arc um i think it's contained just because like i feel like you don't want to overstep your boundary you know what i mean like mm -hmm. season one was really good but like <clears throat> i feel like you'd have to come up with an entirely new premise like you yeah. can't redo the whole like sitcom through the decades like shtick yeah. again because mm -hmm. it works so well the first time you don't want to like because i think just people will get tired of it yeah. and the way it's trending i feel like it won't need a second season mm -hmm. um and i think i feel like most of the shows they're doing I feel like it's always, I think I said this like a few weeks ago, I feel like it's half and half, where some of them will have multiple seasons, one of them will, yeah. some of them will be one-offs. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they should do another one just because you don't want to overstep your boundary, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think, Jay Scotty? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with PJ, or excuse me, TJ, sorry about that. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it seems very very self-contained right now, as, especially given how tonally different it is and divergent from the rest of the MCU. Uh, but I am open to the possibility of it returning. I think mm-hmm. one of the ways it would be cool to see it come back is if a, a show like What If were to get a season two, maybe we could revisit the world of WandaVision in an entry of What If. Oh, yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, maybe like um, what if WandaVision was with a different character? Like what if it was like, you know what I mean? Like what if uh, obviously, well, with what if they play around with different characters having other characters' mm-hmm. powers and stuff? So like what if it's like a what if of, um, you know, I don't know, somebody who's somebody that, well, what if of like Steve Rogers before he went back to live with Peggy? Like like moving heaven and earth to, to yeah. have this, you know, perfect life with Peggy without time travel like you know what i mean like kind of bringing her back kind of things i don't know something like that but uh or like even if you had the what if like hank pym trying to bring back janet before he knew that she was still alive you know something like that um that would be very very cool kind of wandavision uh with a twist you know from like a different perspective um but yeah i think that i think i think it really could go either way i think I agree with what TJ said with um, you definitely, whatever it is, if there's any sort of continuation of WandaVision, you can't do the same kind of shtick with it um, mm. because that's kind of a one-time use thing, uh, clearly, because it's like, it's it's basically, there's they were smart enough to know, you know, you, you have to keep also change, doing the decade changing because if it was just, yeah. if the whole show was just a 2010s uh, sitcom, for eight weeks and then an action movie for the last two you know what i mean like people would have lost interest in that um so they they knew enough you know you kind of have to keep it evolving and keep it changing um but yeah like you said kind of i i think it's very clear that some of these shows are going to be you know as they call them you know event series and then some are going to be more right uh, multi-season like loki something like loki and you know she hulk we know it's going to be multi-season because it's kind of uh, procedural you know in that kind of a way uh, especially with, you know, both of them being, you know, one's a, a courtroom procedural, one's a uh, you mm-hmm. know, time cop procedural, basically, with, uh, you know, buddy cop with him and Owen Wilson, which I can't wait for. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then again, you know, like we talked about uh, on Planet Film this past week, uh, you know, Hawkeye, probably something like that is going to be an event series that could be one. Mm-hmm. Although you could have a season two of Hawkeye focusing on like Kate or something like that. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, I, I think if there, I think if these shows are multi-seasoned, um, it will not just be a procedural like SVU or something like that. I think there will be big change over the course of the shows. Um, so like even something like Loki, I'm sure something huge is going to happen at the end of season one. That even if there is a season two, it's going to be a very different type of thing. Um, because you know the MCU does not like to stay stagnant with kind of their right. style, style and stuff like that for their different franchises. Um, so that was a good, healthy dose of uh, speculation and just kind of look forward to what we can expect. But let's um, bring it back and focus on this episode. Um, so let's just start off uh, with the beginning. Uh, what do you guys think of you know obviously the Malcolm in the Middle uh, intro and you know kind of the the beginning stages of the episode with, you know, kind of them coming down with their costumes and the whole, you know, Billy kind of, we see the start of the looking to camera that then we know Wanda will do next week, but kind of in the more than Malcolm in the middle style where it's inside the scene. Uh, so what did you guys think of all that? Uh, TJ, why don't you go ahead and uh, go first? Um, well, I'll be honest. I didn't watch Malcolm in the middle. Uh, so I was, I like, no, I've, I've probably seen like an episode here or there. on like Nick and or whatever. Um, but I like looked at Danielle. And I was like, "What is this?" And she was like, "Malcolm in the Middle." I was like, "Oh, okay. I I don't know." But uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, it was kind of like a like you said, like they kind of sh- start to show like the whole talking head type thing where it's yeah. the camera at them and they're talking to the camera, which you hadn't seen really in the past weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I'm I'm in, I'm more intrigued now with the development of their kids. Like, oh, yeah. I want to see what they be. I know, like, they're supposed to be. What are their names? Uh, Speed and, and what was the other one? Wicked. Like, that's yeah. who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, and I've just loved Evan. I thought Evan Peters was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I told Danielle, I was like, I haven't really seen him much. Uh, I was like, is he in this? Is he like this and everything? Like, he's like just this, like, over the top almost, like, just character. <laughs> um but yeah that's i thought it was really good 
Awesome. Uh, Jay Scott, you want to go? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, as, as soon as it started, I was instantly transported back to my, my adolescence. I, I watched a fair amount of uh, <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. Everybody hates Chris, so I definitely got those vibes. And uh, just hearing that Malcolm in the Middle is on Nick at night now makes me feel really old. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, yeah, I, I really liked, like the VCR effect that they use for the uh, yeah. opening intro. Mm-hmm. And I know we're, we're really not on speculation here, but one thing I couldn't help but on a rewatch, I had to pause when you get the intro of Agnes and the two boys. Um, Agnes is wearing those like bedazzled uh, sweatpants and it says yeah. naughty. Yeah. Across her butt. <laughs> I have to see if that's just a little wink and nod to her, uh, another reference to her high libido or what. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really dug it. I, I like the tone immediately there. it's nice mm. to see the kids actually come into the forefront and and be yeah. characters and get some of their personality you know we, mm-hmm. we really got the feel that uh billy is more of the uh a little more of the scholar where tommy is going to be a little more a lot a lot, a lot more like quicksilver as we find out yeah, later in the a little episode more reckless mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i thought you? Yeah, I thought uh, as soon as the first frame of the intro started, I was like, all right, this is Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, I can't, I can't believe you've only seen like one or two episodes. Um, I can't remember which. I did watch uh, more Everybody Hates Chris. I did watch that more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember what station I watched it on, but I definitely like, yeah, Everybody Hates Chris and, you know, Malcolm in the Middle. I, I watched a ton of. Um, I would have loved to see. I don't know. I mean, it's getting my hopes up too much, but I was just like holding my breath the whole episode for maybe like a Malcolm in the Middle cameo or something like that from somebody. No, um, that would have been so funny. Um, you know, it, it, oh my god, that would have been great. But yeah, it's literally as soon as the first frame hit of you know, like you said, like the kind of the VHS effect and stuff. I was like, oh my god, they're they're doing Malcolm in the Middle, which I was so excited for. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting too that they kind of skipped over the 90s like malcolm in the middle was was the year 2000 so it was like it was kind of in that and then last week's episode you know you could say it was it was the look of the 80s but also the kind of show was you know a little bit early 90s that stuff too um and also i think we just have to you know we have to get these decades moving a little bit so i think it could be forgiven that you know they can't focus on every single one um but I just, yeah, nevertheless, I thought that was a very interesting thing that they just kind of moved right to the 2000s, which I was happy about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, just like you guys, I am very, very excited about um, Billy and Tommy uh, and their future uh, and seeing their powers manifest in this episode. Um, I am a huge, huge, uh, my big theory before the Investor's Day uh, call where we revealed that, you know, Ant-Man was going to be... Uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, Quantumania, I was holding out mm-hmm. for Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, you know, and the Young Avengers, that, like, that was a theory going around. Um, I just want some sort of a Young Avengers because we have so many Young Avengers, I mean, literally, we have so <laughs> many lo- Young Avengers. Yeah. Now we have, you know, Kate Bishop. Uh, re- we know that uh, Riri Williams is coming. We have, um, you know, Billy and Tommy now, uh, Cassie Lang. You know what I mean? There's so many people that kind of the next generation it started come oh yeah jay scotty i was just gonna say america chavez was uh, oh, announced for yes. dr strange yeah, of badness yeah and that i feel like that's such an interesting movie to bring her into um uh-huh. oh and of course uh kamala khan uh ms marvel oh course, duh, yeah well. um <clears throat> kind of probably who eventually probably end up being the biggest uh <laughs> the biggest uh young avenger but um i just want i just love and I love that, you know, there's some of these actresses and actors that we haven't seen yet. Um, but people like Haley Steinfeld, you know, we're, we know that she's going to bring it as Kate <clears throat> Bishop. Um, they clearly loved, um, oh, her name is escaping me right now, but the the young actress who's playing Kamala Khan. Like, I, I just love that Marvel is uh, going to be, you know, the, the it's not going to be annoying kid actors, seemingly. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to be actors who, just looking at the kids who play Billy and Tommy, like, they are they are rock solid uh child actors like they are not mm-hmm. the annoying type from like you know uh, oh yeah sorry um Iman Vellani that's her name okay yeah like uh clearly they saw something great in her because this is her first you know on-screen big performance um mm-hmm. and they picked her out I think they said they picked her out of what like like hundreds of people that you know auditioned or something like that um which is you know obviously a big boost of confidence for her um, I just want to see some sort of a Young Avengers movie with all of them because I'm loving what we have seen so far and what we're going to see even more of. Um, yeah, but I think, um, 
the whole thing with you know Quicksilver and the kind of dynamic with Tommy and stuff like that is so uh, was so funny in this episode. And I do <clears throat> agree slightly with um, Michelle, the fan who wrote in. Uh, I think that I don't know if Quicksilver was sent in by Hayward, but Quicksilver is clearly somebody who came in to test wanda which is funny because he's like he says to her you know you're testing me like when when he yeah. about the, the kid the kid's name the kid with, thing with yeah the skin thing uh, yeah uh which i thought was so funny um but uh i think it's exactly the opposite i think he's in there to kind of poke and prod at her with the you know come on your 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 dead husband can't die twice and it's like yeah this would be yeah. the third time um <laughs> this would be the third time he dies uh and then he immediately gets thrown oh yeah just kidding oh uh, so one thing that stuck out to me is that he has that scene with wanda where they're sitting on the bench and he basically yeah. he's like us he's discussing the nature of the show he's like hey you brought me in um to stir up trouble to ultimately cause you grief mm-hmm. so it's and then we also got uh herb in this episode and it, it seems like there are like increasing levels of like cognizance o- over wanda's What's powers and her, yeah. her control over, over over everybody so yeah mm-hmm. it, it really is interesting i mean he says he's like what happened to your face and he's like yeah um you found shangri-la you wouldn't want to be reminded of the past either so did she just is it actually pietro and she's just like wiped his face so she wouldn't be reminded of the aaron taylor johnson version i really don't know but that's what's so great about this show is like each episode it gives us these nuggets but there's still so much room to speculate Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and i I love that line too i rewatched it um this uh was it this morning maybe last night something like that um i i watched it twice and i didn't uh i didn't catch that line on the first watch um, but I caught on the second one where, yeah, he says exactly that. He's like, if you found, you know, Shangri-La, you wouldn't want to be reminded of the past either. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. a great theory because it's, de- I will say this, it's definitely not uh, the Pietro or Peter uh, from the Fox films because right. the, the way that his powers work is different. Um, but also the way that uh, his powers look in this is not the exact same way that Aaron Taylor Johnson's did. So I still think the best theory is that this is a multiverse version of Pietro that she kind of grabbed in um, because he is more similar to the Aaron Taylor Johnson one, but Aaron Taylor Johnson very distinctly had, you know, kind of bright blue trails behind him. This one kind of has, uh, you know, kind of smaller, like white or gray trails behind him. So that, I mean, and that, if they wanted and, that to be the same, they would have made it be the same. So yeah, not you see a glimpse. Don't you see a glimpse of Aaron Taylor Johnson again as like a flashback as well in, in the, this in, in this episode? Recap. Oh, yeah, it was in, in the recap. Okay, yeah, in okay, the okay. recap they showed it, which is interesting because it's the first time we've ever seen a recap included a clip from the movies. Um, yeah, which which was very. I was like when the show started and it said uh, like all titles shown currently available on Disney Plus. I was like, what does that mean? And then I was like, oh, there must be a <laughs> shot of like Aaron Taylor Johnson or something. Um, yeah and he clearly he has the memories of the avengers one because he's like mm-hmm. i got shot like a chump in the street yeah and the next moment i you know you recall Ooh. my name uh which is very yeah. interesting um and then they do the they do like what they did with vision like the dead the dead yes. shot where he's yes. just has bullet holes yeah. in him and he's dead and i was like oh my god <laughs> which goes which goes i think more to my theory when we saw you know the the dead vision um Mm -hmm. which was terrifying i'm still holding out for that funko pop of of dead vision um (laughs) but um i think i think that goes to show that when she when she looks back and sees them dead Mm -hmm. i think that is more just her seeing that because she knows that they're supposed to be dead i don't think that's Mm -hmm. like a physical thing because yeah it it wouldn't really make sense because we know that evan peter's body did not get those bullet wounds. Aaron Taylor Johnson's did. So I think it was more like a, a memory that like, she knows that this isn't right kind of a thing. Um, otherwise I'd, I don't think it would really make much sense that he would have the bullet holes unless, unless we're supposed to believe that literally like Jay Scotty said, like this is maybe, um, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson literally with just a different face, <laughs> which, you know, oh, at yeah. this point, like, <laughs> like Jay Scotty said, like, there is it gives us so much but there's still so much room to speculate like we have literally mm-hmm. no idea um 
but either way, I think it would be very, very uh, cool. So let's let's go ahead and move on to kind of the next segment of the episode. So, uh, or actually, let's just touch on real quick one part in the beginning um, that we didn't talk about is clearly there was some sort of a discussion had off screen between Wanda and Vision uh, because he says, you know, he's going out for the night. Uh, she, he, uh, oh no, he does overtly say that he, it's for neighborhood watch, which was just, no, he does. Yeah. Um, but she was like, you know, that's not what you're supposed to. And he was like, what? <laughs> he was like, what was that again? And she was like, she was like, oh, like she was like clearly annoyed. Um, so what did you guys think about that? Just him openly lying to her to clearly, you know, do some recon on the town, uh, for this episode, and I guess we could just kind of take that and move into uh, the next part, which is them, you know, starting to trick or treat, and then kind of vision walking around the town. Uh, what do you think, Jay Scotty? Yeah. Um, so the other thing about that scene that I and the whole episode, I, I'll I'll have to mention that I really appreciate is that we got these nods to the classic costumes. So as oh, yeah. Wanda comes down the stairs, we get we get the full Scarlet Witch regalia. Mm-hmm. It's a little cheesy, but she looked great in it. And, you know, we get the, the backstory that that's a Sokovian fortune teller. Uh, but, yeah, and then I really love that Vision Vision was supposed to be a luchador, and we learned a little <laughs> bit more about Wanda and some of her, the the funnier aspects of her personality. Apparently she has a thing for, for luchadors, chili con carne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as, far as, uh, as far as, like, Vision directly disobeying her and whatnot, it's, yeah, it's pretty obvious that he he's caught on to what she's doing, and he's found ways to behave within her parameters without her resetting everything and um i I gotta imagine a big part of that is the kids as well but the other thing that really stuck out to me is when they finally you know uh quicksilver comes in he's like hey i got the xy chromosome i can be the father figure here and so when vision says bye he kisses wanda on the forehead and he says be good the way he says be good he is legit there's a lot of fear in his voice yeah Yeah. so that really Mm -hmm. stuck out to me and i i thought it was pretty palpable Absolutely. TJ? Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I feel like a lot of the... Um, I feel like you can go both ways with the idea that he, while she is obviously controlling him, he's also able to do things by himself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. she's, I think she's just yeah. reanimating him and he's just thinking for himself almost, I guess. Yeah. If that's the correct, like, correct way to put Vision it. Is being, like, I think Vision has autonomy over himself. Clearly. Right. Yeah. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to leave Westview. Um, right. So I think she's more, you know, putting his... But it's interesting. Is it... Do you guys think that him being alive again is something that she, kind of like the townspeople, is something that Wanda is constantly focused on, you know, putting effort into? Or do you think it was something mm-hmm. that she just brought him back and now he's back? Or do you think it's something like if she loses focus for a second, he could just drop dead? <laughs> you know uh, I, 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 I feel like he's he's fine as long as he's as we see like later. I think he's fine as long as he's in that bubble in West, that dome yeah. in Westview, because obviously, as you see, when he tries to get out, he's basically disintegrating. Um, which again, that's also terrible. That was also like very scary. I was like, this oh, is yeah, that was like, he's like a dying, a slow, painful death. Like this looks terrible. Um, but yeah, like I just thought it was interesting that he was able to like kind of go like off on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it, they talked to her or she talks to her in like, I think another five minutes and she's like, oh, I thought vision was on duty. And he's like, no, he's not. Yeah. And then we, we obviously see him just wander around basically. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought this episode um, Vision is, you know, he's always even before the show, he's always been one of my favorite characters from the MCU, mm-hmm. um, just because I think Paul Bettany is such a great actor, you know, going back to like a Knight's Tale, obviously, is like the big one that he's like amazing in. Um, but yeah, I, I love the stuff that we got from Vision in this episode. Uh, and like Jay Scotty said, I think that hits the nail right on the head of he has found a way to kind of tiptoe the line of you know he'll he'll be like you know she'll be like that's not what you're supposed to and he'll be like hey what about that but then (laughs) but then he'll like switch gears and he'll be like i know how much you love you know luchadors like that kind of like he's kind of playing into you know the innocent parts of this of the whole reality thing but when it comes to the more serious stuff like he's not messing around you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he's like He's like, you're not going to control what I do, but like, I'll still be like, I still love you. Like, I'm still your husband, like um, that kind of thing, which uh, I loved seeing that. But then also when he's away from her, he's clearly terrified 
uh, and wants to know, you know, he kind of also we kind of see he still doesn't really want to fully believe that it's Wanda doing all of this stuff. Right. Um, like he says to Agnes when he wakes her up, you know, like he, he kind of says in very clear terms, he, he doesn't really touch on the fact that she says, you know, Wanda won't even let us think about leaving. He just kind of brushes over that part because I think he doesn't want to deal with it, really. And just kind of goes like, it's my intention to reach the people outside of Westview to kind of figure out what is going on here. Like, he still doesn't even want to fully believe everyone that's telling him that this is just Wanda doing this, including mm-hmm. what he thinks himself and pretty much what Wanda has you know, shown him to be true, that she's the one controlling everything. He still doesn't want to believe it. I think eventually it'll be proven that, you know, he's right, because I think it's kind of hard to take Agnes's word for it, because Agnes is the only one who, by name, said Wanda won't let us think about that. Yeah, I think in that moment, I think she's just totally BSing. Yeah, um, and then and she like, laughs like a crazy person. So no, exactly. And like when she like yells, when she like yells the word "dead," like I was yeah. like, if if he woke her up and that's supposed to be the real person again, like that she wasn't behaving like a real person. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm. unless you know maybe she was like having a psychotic uh, episode or, or something like that. Um, but it was just kind of weird behavior to because what we saw with Norm is like when he woke Norm up. Norm went back to just being a completely regular person. Like, where's my phone? I got to call my family. Like, what's going on? Like, um, and Agnes was just being all like weird. Uh, and I thought also another thing that we got a good glimpse of in this episode uh, is Vision not remembering his life before or not even. Oh, not yeah. Not even knowing his life before. Like when he's like, he's like, I am Vision. You're like, I am here to help you. But what's an Avenger? And yeah, like, Daniel, I was like, like what? what is he talking about? And Daniel was like remember he doesn't remember i was like oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like he doesn't know what the hell's going on really or remember anything about his life the previous episode they had that whole argument where they both like rose and he's like i don't remember my life out of outside of west i'm scared yeah yeah. um the acting in this is so great (laughs) yeah one of the one of the things i i think we're just kind of like we were kind of going on an hour, like skipping around but uh one of the one of my the cool things that i thought was um Obviously, throughout all the episodes, we've seen these like kind of glitches in the simulation. Yeah. Um, and again, we see it when he's basically walking down the street and there's just basically that lady who's like hanging her sheet or clothes or whatever. And she yeah. just keeps going like this. And so he's like, what? And then he just keeps walking and then he gets to the cul-de-sac where just nobody's moving. And yeah. I was like, this is almost like an out of bat. Like, this is almost like you're playing a game and it's not rendered yet. Yeah and you've skipped and everything's just like it's, like you're just looking at all the assets it just <laughs> it's just me not of, moving uh, it reminded me of you guys know the the boat people in spider-man ps4 yeah, yeah. the the people <laughs> there's like a glitch where if you do like a flip as spider-man and you make it all the way out to a boat on the water there's these people with unrendered heads that are just these huge blocks. no no they're like that no no, no that oh, that's different because like that? yeah they did that on purpose Oh, okay. Well, still, yeah, but, yeah. Like, it reminds but still, me of it's funny. Like yeah. yeah, it's exactly it's, like that, where it's like not just, it's just not rendered yet. Yeah. And they're not you're not on that screen or like he's not supposed to be on that screen almost or yeah. he's not supposed to be there. So they have no point doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I thought that was that was very funny. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to go from here? Uh, I think after <laughs> that, I mean, we could talk Um. what kind of like you said, we'll kind of jump around because we're trying to. Mm-hmm. try and keep the show to like an hour today um let's talk about uh outside of westview um mm-hmm. well, the the artist formerly known as outside of westview um because it <laughs> it all became part of it at the end but, um <laughs> what do you guys think uh is going to happen with let's just talk about darcy first um do you guys think that because we clearly know that, you know, Geraldine, uh, well, Geraldine, Monica, you know, had some sort of, um, you know, autonomy over herself in there that she was just kind of more acting. She felt mm-hmm. Wanda, you know, she felt Wanda's presence, you know, on her mind. Um, but she clearly, you know, knew herself and knew all that. What kind of, uh, you know, relationship do we think that Darcy is going to try and form with Wanda? Or do we think that Darcy you know, is going to know herself or do you think she's going to be kind of, you know, out of the loop uh, when when we see her in Westview? I, I would have to imagine that it's going to be similar to Monica, a.k.a. Geraldine, because 
when Monica saw Wanda again, when Wanda exited uh, the bubble to deliver the, the, the sword drone, uh, she said, you knew on some level I was an ally. So as much as Wanda is doing this, um, she, she's, she's reiterated a couple of times. She doesn't know how it started. So I do believe on, on some level, it's just kind of like an almost an primal um, animalistic um, reaction. So I do think she will be able to recognize that Darcy is also an ally. Mm-hmm. So she will have, um, especially with her her knowledge of everything that's going on, that will just uh, aid her as well. But I could really see her, um, given the fact that we're going to go into this kind of like modern, a little more modern setting, I wouldn't be surprised if she played kind of like a, um, almost like a version of herself in a way where she's kind of like just that sarcastic, kind of gothic, almost um, hacker type. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show yeah. NCIS, but I could totally see her being like an Abby type. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I think that would make a lot of sense because now, you know, like you said, we're kind of the sitcom is now kind of modern, so I think mm-hmm. we might not see as big of a difference. Um, and also because it's like you know, it's going to be interesting because all the people, you know, they all turned into clowns and stuff because that's kind of what fit that night. Uh, but yeah. next week, you know, everything's going to be jumping another decade, so they're all going to be you know regular people again, probably. Um, which I think is very uh, interesting. Uh, TJ, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with uh, with Darcy? And Or if you want to talk about, you know, what do you think is uh, going to be next for, you know, Monica and Jimmy and that kind of thing? Mm. Um, well, as far as Darcy goes, like, I think I agree. Like, she'll have, like, the same kind of, like, she'll be able to think her own thoughts uh, because they'll, she'll probably, like, want to probably just see her as, like, you know, an ally, whereas to all the other, you know, soldiers and everything that got you know, changed into, like you said, clowns, or was there a, was there another shot of anybody else being turned into anything? Um, clowns, like, mimes. Just, yeah, clowns and mimes. Oh, mimes. Like um, yeah, they, they probably will just be under, like, the same, I feel like, spell everybody else is under, mm-hmm. where they're just kind of, you know, they're basically in a show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, for Jimmy and um, Monica, um, I don't know because they're currently still like out when we left them. They're still like drive trying to outdrive the yeah. impending doom. Yeah, that was um, the last time we saw them. <laughs> um, I think I, I think they beat it because I think she'll stop expanding it at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like at the beginning of the episode, they'll show like how far it got. Um, Do we see what happened to uh, what's his name? The director. Hayward uh, made it out as far as we yeah, know. Yeah, he made it out. Oh, okay. So that's who I want to talk about next, definitely, because there's a lot of Hayward stuff in this right. episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we could just go, we could go uh, talk about that next. Um, so, yeah, the two, basically, people that we see make it out is, you know, Jimmy and Monica are driving away from it, but then also um, Hayward and, like, uh, a, a few other people um, in that one SUV basically make it out as well. Uh, what do you guys think is going on with Hayward? Do you think that he is just a, a full-on villain, or do you think you know? I've seen people compare him to the character that um, Edward James almost played in, in Agents of Shield, where it's not a villain, but just kind of too stubborn for his own good. You know, is just kind of you know basically like we kind of see in this episode that he's just really hardened from the the blip and from those five years yeah do you think that Mm -hmm. we're just dealing with you know for lack of a better term do you think we're just dealing with like an asshole or do you think he is like really got some nefarious um schemes going on behind the scenes hmm i think uh man i i think i think i think he is a villain i don't know how big of a villain Mm -hmm. um I, I, but I think it also, he also is, I feel like maybe he's only a villain because I, I don't think he's like um, Mephisto or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's a villain because of those five years. Like he's one of those people that's like, you okay. know, heroes, superheroes are the reason that this happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't like, you know, we don't need them, et cetera. Because yeah, we clearly um, see that he has that bias because he goes, he tells Monica, he's like, yeah, I know your history with, carol danvers like yeah. you're, you're constantly um what does he say it's like you're constantly vouching on behalf of super powered individuals yeah um, and which he, again he she that, kind like, of a terrible thing <laughs> yeah she gives that reaction again where like she doesn't want to hear about captain marvel yeah. at all mm-hmm. and and i we kind of skipped over it but um 
they talk about her like blood tests again and how Hayward has those. And, you know, they Darcy like shows her like the screen. And I think there's just like clearly there's just something wrong with them. Yeah. And she's like, well, I get millions of blood tests, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's kind of brushing it off. Like, I, I wonder if she. If she like were to, I mean, she obviously like in the comics where she gets powers. I don't know what kind of. Are they like Captain Marvel esque? Is that what she's they are now? Like kind of. It's like she's like uh, it's like energy. You know what I mean? Which basically is like what Carol's powers are. You know, she can like, yeah. convert energy and stuff. It's yeah. More like Monica is like made out of energy and can yeah. Do, like like is that something her character would despise? That she would become because clearly again she has some like grudge towards. I don't think she would, Carol Danvers. I, I don't think Might she be. would despise it, but I think she would maybe like, you know, she she would just kind of want to be her own thing. Clearly, based yeah. on, you know, based on the MCU version, you know, clearly she would be like, 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 even though the powers are similar, like she does, she'd probably want to be like, you know, this has nothing to do with, you know, Captain Marvel. Like, I, I've got these powers on my own kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Jay Scotty, what were you saying? Sorry. Uh, well, just uh, kind of taking it back to Hayward, as far as his role, I, mm-hmm. I, I struggle to call him an outright villain. He's definitely, we learned that he's hiding a few things here. Yeah. So um, I, I would call him the antagonist, but one of the things that stuck out to me is that he's got detailed diagnostics on the position of Vision, as well as the citizens yeah. of uh, Westview. So he's had a lot of information that he hasn't been sharing for quite some time, and we already know that Vision uh, was rescued, abducted, um, by Wanda from the yeah. sword facility. Mm. So given the fact that sword in the MCU has been repurposed to be sentient weapon, um, I think it's pretty obvious that Hayward is, is obviously trying to, to either reverse engineer or create a new version of, uh, a vision. We got that, that mm-hmm. scene of the computer screen project cataract Who knows yeah. what that is. Uh, maybe that's a resurrection of Ultron. Uh, who really knows? I've seen that as a theory that 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 Hayward is some sort of, uh, you know, because he clearly has this anti superhero, you know, view that either I've seen some theories that say like he himself is a version of Ultron that like Mm -hmm. survived. Um, Well, because it's not it's not a very big leap to say that Ultron survived because the only thing that we see happen is, you know, that great again, great acting by Paul Bettany, you know, the, the great speech that he gives and then kills the last vision or the, the last ultron uh drone but um you know ultron is a person that you know he could easily have hidden him backed himself up you know into the cloud basically exactly yeah um so i've seen theories that say you know and obviously Vis- or uh i keep saying vision ultron is so intrinsically tied to both vision and wanda um you know huge you know he basically in a way kind of helped create both of them into the people that they are today um Mm -hmm. or the people they were in vision's case um but uh yeah so i've seen some really cool theories and i actually i would be one for that there's also been you know people all over the internet it's just the google casting list so it's like yeah i saw that but like people have said like you know for weeks they're like oh it says that you know james spader is playing the voice of Ultron and stuff which i think is possible i mean yeah but it could also just be like a flashback like a quick like five second like thing you you know but what what if uh you know she said uh a cameo on par with luke skywalker it doesn't necessarily have to be a hero what if uh, what if we realize that it's not mephisto it's not you know nightmare it's not even uh you know agatha harkness what if it's really ultron behind the scenes of all this stuff or maybe ultron working yeah. with somebody and that is who the big cameo is is that ultron is back yeah honestly i'd be fine i liked all i liked age of ultron oh, yeah, i liked the villain um so i'd be completely fine with that i love james spader's voice mm-hmm. um and i think that'd be really interesting i don't know how far you could take that yeah because then you're re, you're just without it just being a you're retread, bringing back basically yeah basically yeah mm-hmm. like I don't know like you I don't think you could expand that to like if you take that then into like Doctor Strange for example or something like that mm-hmm. and then it's like okay well we already seen this villain you know yeah. so that, let's move on where I think but, maybe maybe it's Ultron if it is Ultron maybe it's mm-hmm. Ultron working with or working for someone you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe somebody like Nightmare or somebody like Mephisto you know 
uh, facilitated in bringing Ultron back kind of thing, right. knowing that, it, you know, it would kind of torment some people. Um, but needless to say, I think Hayward definitely his his views definitely align with Ultron's thinking as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Super powered people are clearly the problem. Uh, and the solution is killing the superpowered people. You know what I mean? Because what? Because mm -hmm. Monica says, you know, we don't know what could happen if Wanda dies. So you know what I mean? She's like, if Wanda dies, the whole hex could expand to the entire universe, and then everything right. is just under this crazy, you know, basically spell. And now Wanda's dead, and we have no hope of, uh, you know, reversing any of it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just going to be very, very interesting to see where this goes. Um, is there anything left of the... Well, let's talk about expanding of the Hex. Uh, let's end on that. And then if there's anything else we haven't talked about already, we could definitely jump back into that. Um, so we, at the end of this episode, we see you know Wanda kind of does the most powerful thing we've ever seen her do, basically, is she kind of throws her arms out and everything in the entire hex just completely <laughs> stops yeah um i haven't i've watched it twice but i didn't i didn't catch if when she did that if billy and tommy stopped too um i don't think so good because the the main thing that i want from this show is i do not want billy and tommy to be fake i just want like the characters they're developing them so well you know yeah. I, mean? I, I just don't I, I it's gonna suck so much if they're like oh nope they actually weren't real <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm gonna be like oh god um uh, but yeah then we see because basically she knows the vision is trying to get out um and, mm -hmm. and she knows that if vision tries to get out what happened is what's gonna happen is that he's gonna start dying again um so basically right. rather than look for where he is and try to get to him fast enough she just basically expands the whole hex to kind of put the hex back around him um yeah geez, scotty oh yeah not to cut you off too much but a major part of that scene is the fact that it's actually billy billy comes into oh, his own yeah, his powers yeah, and he's right. all right he uses his, his telepathy to see the men with the guns and that's what yeah. tells wanda that's where he is and that's why she needs to expand so it's kind of a, a nice moment between yeah saw you know tommy the bond with quicksilver over their powers mm -hmm. this was kind of cool for wanda and billy to mm -hmm. to bond in that regard yeah and Billy also in that scene has a great line where he's like, she kind of brushes over it, but he's like, he's like, you know, what's happening to me? Like what? Like, which is kind of the classic thing that we've seen in like the Fox X-Men universe of like, you know, what, like, why am I hearing these, you know, voices or like with Rogue, you know what I mean? Like what, like what's happening to me? That's a big thing with her and, you know, Bobby that we've seen in those movies and stuff too. So, um, and also them being, you know, as we've said, the first naturally born superpowered uh you know humans uh in the mcu that we've seen um, that's huge yeah very very huge that's what, another reason i hope that they're real <laughs> um but uh but yeah then we see her expand the hex so what do you guys think of that do you think that we could see the uh hex expand again what if a big what if like the big finale of this is that wanda you know goes real crazy and just expands the hex to the whole country or the whole world oh. i mean what if that's like <laughs> well i mean if if it's going to be something where Doctor Strange, you know, let's say it's the example where she is the villain of Doctor Strange 2. What if she expands the hex over the entire world and Doctor Strange has no choice but to go to another world to get mm. allies to come back? You know what I mean? And that's the only yeah. way he can save himself uh, because basically our Earth as we know it is completely inside of this hex. What do you guys think about that theory? I would be totally uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know that'd be great like yeah. to end the show like you're saying end the show like that yeah just a huge massive cliffhanger i think that would be amazing yeah that'd be wild yeah. I, man considering like well when is dr strange because when is dr strange 2 supposed to come out 2022 yeah i think so okay so because i'm thinking like well what do you have yeah march what do you have what do you have that could take place currently during that well black widow's a prequel eternals is Nothing. just like, i was gonna say eternals is like part. wherever yeah because <laughs> eternals they basically said eternals is is like oh it spans the course of like two thousand years or something or maybe mm -hmm. even more than that um so like that's clearly gonna be a prequel uh shang chi we know is uh set during oh the right blip. shang chi yeah that's yeah. Set during the blip so that's before this uh we know that um spider-man uh 
two and three actually are set after WandaVision. Um, so possibly, but also Spider-Man two is not a great example because in far from home, there was a lot of, uh, stuff that is weird about that universe in the movie, mm -hmm. including the, uh, appearance of J Jonah Jameson, which has never come up before. So that could be a, you know, the world that we've already seen in far from home could have already been, you know, kind of messed with, with the multiverse, um, and then we know that Spider-Man 3 is going to be set after the Multiverse of Madness, so kind of it could be set, you know, in between or something like that. Uh, so Spider-Man 3 is really the only sticking point with that, that kind of, you know, could mess up. Yeah, um, but pretty much everything else, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much everything else is either a prequel or is set, uh, you know, directly before uh, Doctor Strange um, multiverse of madness so yeah it could work um which is very very uh interesting but yeah it's uh yeah march tw march 25th 2022 so it's it's really only about a little bit over a year away um which is very exciting i mean it used to be a it's just th th this thought just came to me it's yeah. very very long shot and it's nowhere close to like a luke skywalker luke skywalker-esque cameo mm -hmm. but what if at the end of wandavision instead of dr strange uh chiwetel echiofor showed up oh as like as mordo yeah, like I know he's yeah, I obviously. I mean, it's, she doesn't know he's a villain. She doesn't know him at all. Yeah. But... Last time you, last time we saw him, he said too many sorcerers and yeah. Wanda for all. Yeah, and that was how. <laughs> what did Doctor yeah. Strange come out like five years ago? Yeah. Like we haven't <laughs> seen him since yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what's... I'm just excited to see where these characters that they've set up where they end up. Like Adam Warlock, we haven't seen that mm. assumed character since Volume Two, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, which was however many years ago. Yeah. Um, and I then actually, I, I actually real quick, oh, yeah, yeah. when we were reviewing, uh, me and Danielle watched uh, the Incredible Hulk uh, two days ago, and they did the thing, you know, where um, I always forget the actor's name. He's he's in Watchmen. He's in Holes. He's oh, in yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, yeah, when they do like the whole mind thing, I was like, I wonder if that'll ever come up again. I think, <laughs> I think he will absolutely be back as the leader at some point. Um, cause they said, what was the show that said, oh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. They said that Falcon and Winter Soldier will, will reintroduce phase one characters that oh, were okay. kind of put cool. by the wayside. Um, yeah. so I, my two, my two biggest bets for that would be like Justin Hammer definitely, I think has the biggest chance of being mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I also think Justin Hammer has, I would say a 98 to 99.9% chance of being either the main villain or one of the villains in Armor Wars with Rhodey. Um, oh, I yeah. Think that is a perfect fit. And also, we know he went to prison for like 10 years, and it's been like right. 13 or 14 years in universe since Iron Man 2. Um, so he'd definitely be out by now. Um, and then I think also the leader. I think that would be a good, a good uh, choice. I think the leader would probably show up in She Hulk, uh, would be a great place oh, to yeah. show back up. We already got Tim Roth's Emil Blonsky confirmed oh, yeah. She-Hulk, right? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I hate that villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen before, you know, bad versions of things or, you know, yeah. less than great versions of things be redeemed in the MCU. So, um, yeah. you know, hopefully if they bring him back, you know, they could do a little bit yeah. more justice with when, better CGI and better scripts. When Danielle and I were watching it, she when he gets like slapped by the Hulk and he hits the tree and oh. I was like, she's like, why would you do that? I was like, that's yeah. what we said when we reviewed it. Like, you know, how stupid are you? <laughs> Visceral. That's, that's oh, boy. Crazy. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else from the episode that we haven't uh, touched on or any any other theories or thoughts uh, or look into the future that you guys want to uh, touch on before we go? Uh, I'm good. I'm all mine's set. Nothing, mine's nothing too major. Just two quick lines I wanted to point mm -hmm. out. We got the, the nice kick-ass reference with uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, both Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> very, very good. Having been a kick-ass. And then I loved when uh, Pietro, when they were out trick-or-treating, he's like... Uh, Unleash hell, demon spawn. Yeah. Because there's been so many uh, <laughs> yeah. theories about you know, the tied to uh, uh, as well as um, yeah. uh, Mephisto, that uh, West Avengers arc where, yeah, Master mm -hmm. Pandemonium basically yeah. is the one that created her children. I, I think it's, um, I, I think every line in this show, every line and every moment in the show is completely intentional. Mm -hmm. um, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I say, like, it, if they were, if this was, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver just recast, he would have had the exact same particle effect, you know, behind mm -hmm. him that he did in Age of Ultron. Like, that's why I think, like, no, nothing is um, insignificant in this show. Like, every single thing serves a purpose that we will later find out. You know what I mean? Like, exactly like what Jay Scotty just said, like, the Unleash Hell Demon Spawn, and it's like, that might be what we see in the finale, is literally, you know, right. Demon Spawn unleashing Hell on either Westview or using Westview to unleash Hell on the rest of the Earth, um, or the rest of the universe, you know, however big we go with this. Um and then, of course, I love the, the kick-ass line because it's, you know, obvious, obviously it's just so funny that, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters both play the same character. Now they literally play the same character. Right. Um, and they were, you know, both in kick-ass and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with that, I think that'll do it for our episode uh, review of WandaVision for uh, episode six, all, the all-new Halloween spooktacular um but yeah a great episode yeah great episode it, it just keeps building and building and building upon everything that came before uh up to i'm sure what is going to be a suit either a really frustrating cliffhanger or a very satisfying Ugh. conclusion uh, <laughs> one of those two um but yeah so uh with that i think that'll that'll do it uh we want to thank again jay scotty for uh joining us on today's episode absolutely uh and we want to remind you guys too again we're trying to get the channel up to uh 50 subscribers and when we hit 50 uh we're going to be doing a twitter giveaway of uh two wandavision funko pops of uh wanda and vision from the 50s um so make sure that you are following us on twitter and obviously subscribe to the channel to get us to that mark um, and then we'll, you know, we'll let you guys know what exactly the, uh, tweet is that we want you to reply to that we'll pick the winner from. Um, but yeah, with that, um, make sure, you know, you like, comment, subscribe, uh, you know, as you guys know, obviously this is pre-recorded, but, um, we're going to set it as a premiere. So there'll be a live chat, you know, so I hope you guys keep the conversation going even without us. Um, you know, we'll try to check in on it afterwards, uh, or maybe when it's live, you know, if I have some downtime at work or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for Jay Scotty, uh, for joining us, uh, episode seven of planet hero in the books. As always, uh, my name is Sean Monk. Uh, my Twitter handle is right down there at pace eating yak. My co-host is TJ Cornwell, TJ underscore Cornwell. There you go. And then Jay Scotty, you want to give yourself a shout out with your Twitter handle? Yeah, you guys can follow me uh, at J Scott for real. That's uh, R double E L. And uh, I also do some artwork, uh, a lot of like uh, yes. cartoons that are very movie centric mm -hmm. and geekdom fan uh, fandom centric. So if you're into that kind of thing, give me a follow on Instagram as well. It's uh, at J Scotty for real. Uh, real spelled the same way there. Double E L. Yeah. And me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he recently did a, a cool little drawing of Ultron, uh, which is very, yeah. very cool um so uh yeah absolutely thank you so much for uh being on and we're glad to have had you you know we'll definitely uh you can have you back whenever uh whenever our scheduling is normal uh and we'll get you on a mainline episode of uh, planet film too uh so with that yeah and um, speaking of planet film you know we'll be live regular time um should be regular time fingers crossed tuesday at 8 p.m uh eastern standard time live for you guys um so we will catch you guys in the next one thanks so much for joining us today peace Peace.